What does Coke smell like? Never done it. I've never done cocaine, police. I've never done cocaine either. Turn the cameras off. Uh, <laughs> no, I, truly, I've never, I, I never done did. it. I've never done it, so I couldn't tell you what the smell is. I, I, yeah, me neither. No, no, I, I, I'm not, I, I feel like we're <laughs> like you've you've got a face though, where like you look like you have cocaine on you oh, at all times. In me at all times. Yeah, on me at all times. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Kite Club. I'm Jonathan Kite. With me, as always, is my man on the keys, Ryan Neeson, and producer Paul Corey. Thanks for joining us again. First rule of Kite Club is like and subscribe. Tell everybody about Kite Club. Come on. You know the three rules. Get on board. Introduce a friend. Introduce an enemy. Introduce a frenemy. Uh, just help us out, will you? Um, like this is more there's gonna be arms of an angel just playing in the background it's just we're gonna put on a filter of a of a uh of a chain link fence for the price of a cup of coffee a day for <laughs> what do you mean for a price for free for free coffee just for, for free coffee for getting in line at the soup kitchen coffee in the arms of the angel. What like and subscribe um we're back at it uh this week by the time this comes out i'll be at the comedy basement tonight this is going to be a thursday March 23rd at uh, 7 p.m. in Grand Central Market. And uh, we're going to be at Tempe Improv. It's a, it's a long way out. Um, but it's going to be a June 29th through uh, July 2nd. So come celebrate July 4th weekend. Ryan's going to be there. Got Mike Eaton on there, Rudy Pavich. It's going to be an uh, unbelievable show. Come out and join us. Um, and then, uh, and why is there a huge gap, you're asking, uh, between now and the next time I do a stand-up? Well, because... And uh, I, I sold a movie. Um, I sold a movie, and I've been working my nards off on it. It's called Need a Little Christmas. It's um, a Christmas movie that I wrote that I'm really excited about. And uh, we're shooting for the next few months in Oklahoma. And uh, nobody ever tells you that it will take every waking moment um, to do this film because there will always be fires to put out. And we haven't even started filming yet. So it's one of the reasons that my face has started to look even more and more like a candle on its last hour. Um, it's, uh, man, is it exhausting. Um, but uh, it's been really cool. You know, we, we uh, buddies of mine who I'd been at, I did a Super Bowl commercial with um, these two, uh, a couple, uh, Jason and Heather, years ago. It was for, um, for uh, uh, Budweiser, a designated driver, right? And you always need those ads. And so when I got to the audition, I was supposed to be the designated maybe wandering eyes guy. But it was about the stereotypes at um, at every party. So there was like a, uh, there was a, um, you know, uh, the makeout couple and the designated, you know, whatever. There was all these stereotypes. I remember those commercials actually. Yeah, I right? That. Yeah, I think I remember that. There was, it was pretty big. And... Um, it ran for a long time. It ran for like two or three years. But the crazy thing about it was when I got there, they had wanted for some reason the guy to have really long hair. And I didn't, that wasn't a part of the description. It was, it had nothing to do with any of the joke, the physical, you know, they were just like, so when I got there, casting was like, what part are you here to read for? And I said, I'm here to read for the designated wandering eyes guy. So there was a, a, a taller, um, well-endowed woman and he was sort of having a conversation with her and then he slowly, his eyes were making it south. And so when I got there, she's like, well, you can't read for that part. He needs to have long hair, have no idea why. She goes, will you read for the designated appetizer hog? And your boy had put on some pounds uh, hibernating <laughs> that winter. 
uh, it was a pretty it was a pretty direct insult to my face that you you're not believable without long hair as a guy that casually checks out women's tits in a beer commercial, but you do look like the hog who's playing freeze tag at the appetizer table and won't leave ghoul goal ghoul. I don't know, but I like the idea of that, that they're like, you look like you'd be way more into snacks than you are tits. That's what I mean. Yeah. She looked at me and she's like, the only part that you can play is the designated yeah. fatty. <laughs> and so, and, and I, I look back at that commercial. It does look like I'm wearing a, a bit of a clump suit. And so, and then, so I got in this commercial and, um, and, and the crazy thing about it was we, we were on set all day. I wound up booking the part and I was just double dipping like, you know, full knuck deep in the sauces, just sort of like the way that like uh, the sort of the way that a cat would like drink out of a bird bath or something. And that's what I was with guacamole. It was real gross. And people always go, is it fun to eat in commercials? It's not. I, I've done a Mrs. Butterworth commercial. I had to eat pancakes for over four hours. Uh, did a gum commercial uh, orbits where I had to keep eating and then every take there was a spit bucket and it was all the grossest food you can imagine bag of chips beef link jerky um, circus peanuts I don't know what else there was that's literally my diet yeah. at the moment <laughs> that's, yeah, that's just called the raccoon yeah I eat out of 7-Elevens that's what the appetizer hog looked like he was already on yeah <laughs> the, so I um, so anyway I met this couple Jason and Heather who were the, the designated makeout couple they were a married couple and we became really good friends and we tried to do uh, some films over the years. And they came to me and said, we have a, this idea for a Christmas movie. Um, we would love to have you produce it, be one of the stars, and we'd like for you to write it. And it's going to, you know, Oklahoma right now is booming. So the way that it works is a lot of states offer tax credits, tax incentives for uh, productions to come in and sort of help boost the economy in certain aspects. And so right now there's a lot of states, you know, depending on, where you are, I know Arkansas is another big one. Oklahoma has a lot of big uh, tax incentives right now. So we, we're taking over this little town in Oklahoma that, that literally, it, it looks like a, a Hallmark greeting card. It's called El Reno, Oklahoma. And it has taken up all of my life. Be yeah, I've seen. Dude, <laughs> producers, when you, like, when you say, like, oh, I'm a producer on something, oh, I produce, it's like the thing that people used to say before Influencer where they were trying to fuck girls. When I first got out here, like, everybody without a job was just like, oh, yeah, you know, who's secretly a drug dealer but didn't want to get caught, was just like, no, no, I'm a producer, I'm a producer. Because it's hard to fact check, fact check because there's so many things that a producer can do that it's like you, you literally can be like, oh, I introduced the two of you, so now I'm a producer. And then they just throw that credit around. Yeah, it seems like something that everyone has done at some point. Yeah, like, I'm a producer. That everyone is that who's that, was that the alarm? That was just that was the alert to let us know that there's another producer that just came on board. Every time a <laughs> every time an iPhone alert goes off, a, go producer, a producer gets his wings. wings. I was going to say it's like Gremlins. You just yeah. add water to the producers; they multiply. And I don't want to talk to them after midnight either, dude. Don't feed them. <laughs> appetizer hog yeah. um but it's nuts and so we there's three main producers and what you realize is that you know because we, we're getting obviously ep titles producer titles whatever but we sort of we have all these meetings that we're constantly in about divvying up because when you do an indie film that's the one thing i mean people love to rag on the studio system about how corrupt and you know horrible it is and and soul sucking but the truth is they have a lot of money for a lot of people to do their specialty which is for us, we sort of have to learn as we're going. Now, obviously, I've done a lot of things uh, 
in in some capacity like I've written before so I was able to help with that and and the in the uh Jason is also directing and he's done that which is really great but at the end of the day it's like we're we're sort of learning things as we go it's sort of you know it's like a DIY indie film yeah that hopefully we'll get to teach master class on but um it is man it is yeah I I, I have not slept in a, in, a, in a few months uh, you're only 24 right I wish 24 tomorrow <laughs> Happy birthday. I'm so weak, I can't even blow the cake out. The candle is just me being blown out. Yeah. On my own birthday candle. Just fall asleep. After. Guys, we're, pick up Kite Club Jonathan Kite Face birthday candles. They always look like... They just come half melted. They've been out. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. These used candles? Dude. Um, it's, uh, yeah, man, I... I and that's the thing you you don't realize like it affect, like how much you have to do because there's just... There's deadlines and when you, know, you have to do all this stuff, there's no... You don't get extra time. You're just like, you yeah. got to do it. So um, that's what I'm dealing with. And you are barely alive today. Yeah, I, uh, I tore my back pretty bad. I have a torn ligament in my back from breaking up a dog fight uh, between my own dogs. I was going to say, yeah. this was not at a shelter. I know, this I was not make, at a Michael Vick house I party. I like I was a hero. Um, yeah, I go down to uh, Mexico and break up dog fights now. That's what I'm about. Now, I have a pit bull and a pit bull boxer mix and a small like Yorkie poodle. And uh, they got into a fight. And as you can imagine, it's pretty one-sided. That feels like a yeah. terrible reality show. Yeah. Where it's like your version of Dog the Bounty Hunter. Like Dog the, <laughs> dog the Breakup Fighter. Dog the, yeah. I, I mean, I, it was like a tag team match between me and the poodle and, and my, uh, my boxer. They, yeah, they, I mean. I mean, I had to get up behind her and like, I was like doing a rear naked choke on her while like pulling her mouth off my other dog. And uh, in the process, I've uh, hurt my back and. This is the first day I've been able to like really sit up without pain. And you have pads on, right? I've got pads on. I've what got, kind of pads are you wearing? Uh, Hummingway. Hummingway pads. Yeah. yeah. And they come in a variety <laughs> of color. You know why? Because we're inclusive. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, they feel great right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, yeah, man. When you, when you screw something like that up, but you went to a doctor and it's not, you're not, you're not, you didn't go on WebMD, right? I went to a chiropractor, which is not a real, like, which is kind of WebMD. No, which doctor, bro? Yeah. I don't, we say Kite Club does not endorse chiropractors. Anybody who says doctor and then they go, I'm Dr. Paul. Probably yeah. not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that feels like how Trump describes it. Yeah. I, I have a doctor, Dr. Paul. Yeah. Dr. Paul. My doctor's a real. Uh, Was his last name Paul, though? No, he gives you his first name. No, I'm, I'm not giving out his real name, but. <laughs> He's, uh, Paul's not his real name. No, it's not. None of that's his real name. No. Um, that's a fake. Yeah. What, what other fake doctors are there? Ooh. Dentists. Yeah. <laughs> I just was at the dentist earlier today, too. I know. Yeah. Dude, my chip, my tooth chipped. Really? Yeah, the back of it. I got to get them replaced. <laughs> I got, um, so all my, my front fake, my, my front teeth are all fake. When I first got out to LA, I was uh, making out with a girl, humble brag, and um, it was for, not first when I got out to that. It sounds her, like it was consensual. Years, you broke for, four teeth doing it. For, I, so <laughs> we were aggressively making out, and I chipped a tooth on hers. It was <laughs> in my own version of breaking up a dog fight. And, um, and, we, and right away, I, well, I've, I've, I've had teeth issues my entire life. I'm like a dog that's been bred poorly. You've got it. Did someone push you into each other? How do you chip a tooth? Gravity. We were making out in a car. And you fell? Um, that was falling off a cliff. Yes. <laughs> okay. It was an action case. movie sequence. We're like, no, no, we got one more take in us. We can do this. Okay. No, it was, it was the weirdest thing. I think we were literally both just adjusting. And I think like it was a pretty small car. And, um, and we were sort of like, we weren't, it wasn't going anywhere hot and heavy. Like that's the thing. It wasn't like we were doing something like, oh, like ripping. It was literally just our faces were too close together. And we just kind of went boop. And then, but it was only like a little bit of my tooth that got, 
chipped off. And then yeah. what had happened was I, I mean, I've had teeth problems my entire life. I had braces when I was a kid and I did not wear them. Um, wait, 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 the wait, retainer wait. like afterwards. Yeah, I'm saying okay. like I didn't do the follow through. So, and I had to have one of those things put at the top of my mouth where my mom had to use like yeah. a turn crank. I had that too. Like an old torture device from medieval. And headgear. Uh, I didn't have to use headgear. I had headgear too. That shit hurts. Oh, dude. And you've never felt like more of a dork in your entire did life. Did you, but you, did you have to wear it outside? No, of the but home? Even, I was embarrassed at home. I was getting bullied by my dad. Yeah, your dad was like, <laughs> this fucking nerd pushes me down the stairs. Um, that's why you needed the headgear. You needed a helmet. Yeah, that's um, what the headgear was. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't my padding teeth. on top. So I, I've had so I've had teeth issues my entire life, and so they um, anyway. So I got I got um, uh, crowns put on them, and then but they've lasted like almost twenty years, and I don't even know. I think it maybe just it was um, they weakened and then it cracked. So well, I gotta get you were with me when I chipped my tooth in half a couple weeks ago. You were just so. eating a taco. No, I was eating chips that I had sent back because the <laughs> the chips were not done. So they were soft tortilla. I sent them back to have them extra crispy. They come back and chip my tooth. Right away. He, we were at the <laughs> restaurant and he's just like, excuse me, sir. Yeah, you really Goldilocks them. These are God too soft. It. And then he- They were he, though. In my, they, were, they were not done. He brought you back shards of glass. Yeah. Well, though, they were hot as hell. They just had, it felt like that they had been sitting uh, under a heat lamp for two hours. I don't know, but he got the last laugh. Yeah. Well, he's also a dentist. I went to him actually. Go to the bottom of the, <laughs> yeah. of the chips and you're like, what? Whose card is this? Um, Dr. Paul. <laughs> Dr. Paul. Um, I also fix your back. Uh, what's going on in the news? Uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. By the time this is out, I might have been arrested. Okay. So <laughs> uh, does Trump have a monopoly, by the way, where just everything is him go to jail? I do. Yeah. It's just everything. Everything. Go For Stormy Daniels. Uh, uh, he, I, I love how he's asking people to, if you guys don't know this, by the time this comes out, it'll be Thursday. So he either will be in jail or he won't be. But he is predicting that he's going to be arrested for the hush payment to Stormy Daniels of $130,000. That's what this is about? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh. And they go and they think that they're not going to arrest him. But, but by the way, no one else is reporting it. He just said, get, he said, go to the streets, riot, take back America <laughs> if I go back for paying a whore. Yeah. What's illegal about paying a prostitute? No, no. I mean, I don't know what she was being hushed about. I mean, that seems like a weird thing. Like after of everything, this is the, this is the one thing that gets him. This no, is like this, Al Capone. This is his tax evasion. Well, no, that's the thing. Well, he's, they can't get him on tax evasion. Get him on taxes. This is the new huh. thing. They got him on Stormy. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, his monopoly is literally just go to jail. Just go to jail. Go to jail, yeah. and then every railroad is just him running a train on a porn star. That's his, uh, that's his monopoly. And yeah, I'll yeah. buy it. It's a limited edition. A community chest is just him peeing on a, a woman's chest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or him getting his peed on. Yeah. No, Wasn't that well, the thing? Go to the tape. Um, <laughs> you got it, Eric? Uh, I mean, that, that's the craziest thing. That's is like, wild. He, and he's, tell, he's saying, asking his followers to take it to the streets. We'll play taking it to the streets. To, to riot. Yeah. If he goes to jail for, for paying hush money. He's like, I've never, <laughs> as Trump, I've never, I've never endorsed violence. I've never endorsed, endorsed riots. Yeah, he and denied then, the yeah. January 6th stuff. Um, the, he goes, I, 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 I'm against violence of all kind unless they try to take me away from paying a woman off. <laughs> it's crazy. That I'm going to get very violent. No, but it's, it's a political stunt. You've got to imagine that he has to, it's like a new season of Fear Factor. For him to be competitive in any way in the next election you know, I mean, we're not a political podcast, but it's like he's got to do something where he's like where he's now a martyr. I think we should have a law where nobody over 75 gets put in jail. 
What's the point? It's such a we waste. Just take him out to the just back. Just put a fucking ankle monitor on him. They're gonna escape fat. I mean, it's just so. Oh, stupid. I thought you were gonna go real dark. You're just gonna take him behind the bar in an old. Oh, what is this? Room? Canada. Canada literally wants their old people to just commit suicide if they don't feel well, because their healthcare is running out. It really? When I was up there in Toronto, like a bunch of people were telling me about that. Oh, I thought you were like when I was up there in Toronto. I like, had to how kill. How old are you, I had, sir? I had to kill three of them. Some tried to, some guy tried yeah. to tell, sell you suicide. That's what they make you do as an American. They're like, you have a gun, right? Kill one of our old people. That yeah, it's a new charity. It's our it's it's their Hunger Games or it's the dangerous game. They just let Americans yeah. loose in an open <laughs> field with aging Canadians. Yeah, it's not. It's called thin the herd. Yeah, it's a uh, it's not tough. They're not very mobile. So, who Canadians? Old Canadians. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, get them yeah. on moose back. You're not gonna catch those motherfuckers. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, what else? Ryan Reynolds. Dude, that guy's a... Uh, Dude, he sold... So if you guys know, Ryan Reynolds sold Mint Mobile for, what is it, 1.3 or 1.6 I think it was 1.6. To T-Mobile. 1.3. 1.3. It was? Oh. Thank you. 1.35. 1.35. Hi there. <laughs> he takes... He owns 25%. Wait, did you say... How much did you say? 1.3? Yeah. 1.3? Yeah. And he, yeah. And he takes home 300. He takes home 300,000? 300, <laughs> 300 million. He, did, he, he got really screwed in the deal. No, no, I know. He, um, That's crazy. Th- I mean, it's unbelievable that he took something that, because like Cricket was like, we got to get a celebrity. Cricket Wireless. There's all those like, failing, or not failing, but small businesses. Is that what Ryan Reynolds' new show is going to be? I was going to say, he just made $300 million like selling phones to drug dealers. Yeah, burner phones. <laughs> like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. The fentanyl problem in America is because of Ryan Reynolds. And now T-Mobile has just inherited a fentanyl problem. Yeah. Um. But what, what is, is that going to be? What is it? What is it? What's your bar rescue? You love bar rescue. I love, love bar rescue. Sure do. Brother, you love bar rescue. Sure do. John Taffer. Let's get him on the pod. That John. <laughs> we're asking. Paul, public, do you have a connection to John ass. Taffer? I don't think so. God damn it. But, but it's the craziest thing is like you think Ryan Riles is just going to go to failing businesses and just try to get T-Mobile to buy them. Just every, no matter yeah, the business. Just no matter what. Yeah. They're going to turn into Walmart. They're just going to be all inclusive. <laughs> hilarious. That's the only thing all inclusive about Walmart. Um, that, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be. It's that's that's insane that he just that he was able to do that. He's one point three million. Such a smart dude. Incredible. I mean, he, he sold Aviation Gin for six hundred ten million, and then he had an advertising agency that got bought out too. What's up with his soccer team though? And he's got a soccer team with Rob McElhaney. Yeah, which is crazy. What can what? We got to think of something that we can help. That, that Ryan Reynolds can help this help podcast. Us. Can you yeah. get T-Mobile to buy the podcast and just no, no Ryan Reynolds to buy the podcast. And oh, and then flip it. Oh, we're flipping it. Yeah, okay. And flip it to T-Mobile. <laughs> um, <laughs> flip this pod. Flip this pod. Ryan Reynolds present. Hi there. I'm Ryan Reynolds. Welcome to Kai Club. First rule of Kai Club is tell everyone about Kai Club. The second rule of Kai Club is tell everyone about Kai Club. Third rule is like and subscribe so we can flip this to T-Mobile. America's number one wireless network. <laughs> I love Ryan Reynolds, dude. Oh, my, man. My, the first time ever, uh, my mom, we were watching um, two, two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place. Oh, yeah. That old yeah, sitcom. Yeah, I Such that a great sitcom. And he's on it. And my mom was watching it, and then she goes, or you talk like him, or he talks like you. Oh, really? Just because we over-enunciate. Hi there. But he has a, I think he has a cleaner voice than I do. Mine sounds like uh, Ryan Reynolds on cold medic- medication. Yeah. <laughs> Hi there, I'm Ryan Reynolds before NyQuil. I'm Ryan Reynolds Hi with there, severe I'm Ryan allergies. Reynolds after NyQuil. Yeah, severe allergy, Ryan Reynolds. That's... I play Ryan Reynolds in the before, 
yeah. of all of his movies. A guy trying to get his life together, and then Ryan Reynolds is the guy that hey, does. You're before he gets bought out by T Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 mint I'm mint mobile? Yeah, you're mint. Why was it even called Mint Mobile? Great question. Why was it called Mint Mobile? Um yeah, I'm I'm the before just of Ryan Reynolds. And I hope to be Ryan Reynolds one day. He's my, he's on all my uh, my mood boards, my vision boards. Ooh. My house just looks like a, a real true detective sort of like. There's pictures of Ryan Reynolds everywhere. Going, how do I do this? No idea why it's no called idea. Mint Mobile. No, uh, the internet has <laughs> thanks, failed thanks us for, again. Thanks for vamping though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, wait, I was like, this will come soon. We have Google. Yeah, and uh, and and apparently we do not. Um, so, uh, we'll have, we'll have mint mobile, uh, call him mint origin mobile story updates for the next yeah. podcast. He knew because he knew T-Mobile would purchase it for a mint. That's why <laughs> you already had the plan. Um, it's a vision board. You said it. And then, uh, what else we got? Bobby Caldwell passed away. God damn it. Do you guys know Bobby Caldwell? Bobby Caldwell was an unbelievable singer. Uh, can we get, uh, some of that music in here right now? Okay, perfect. There you go. Um, and it was, and it's amazing. And the, uh, I didn't know this until you shared this with me. I love Bobby Caldwell's music. Been listening to it a long time. Yep. But didn't realize that a big appeal or a big um, uh, uh, trend on the internet was uh, black people finding out that Bobby Caldwell was white. Yep. It's one of my favorite things to watch on YouTube. <laughs> that the it's, reaction videos. Well, because it started off with me. I, did, I thought he was black as well. I thought he was black and I saw a picture of him when I downloaded the album. And I was like, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah. And uh, a lot of black people share the same sentiment with me. And the reactions are hilarious. And the, So as, go check it out. As soon as he gets to like the high note, they just fucking leave the room. They're just so, so surprised. I mean, he's that. an unbelievable singer. He died this week. Uh, I mean, I don't, it's so funny. I don't know that I've ever thought about him as white or black. I don't, I, I'm never just like, a voice. I, I'm not like a race detective. <laughs> when someone, I'm like, wait, turn that up. G give me a second. Yeah, this guy's black. I don't know that I like. I don't know that I do that. I just like. I don't know that I. Again, I don't know what. I don't know what color. It's he a was. stereotype. You hear the guy sing. You're like, yeah, that dude's got soul. That's a that's a black guy. Michael McDonald though. That, there's videos of him. The reactions to him yeah, too. Yeah, there there are a lot of which. By the way, super racist. Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> like, yeah, a new segment we call "Black People Don't Think White People Can Sing." I was like, it'd be funny, man. It's like, imagine you're watching NASCAR. Dude wins the race, takes off his helmet, and it's Bubba Wallace, and every white person's like, what just happened? How was it a black guy the whole time? Well, I, I wonder if, <laughs> if Lewis Hamilton went through that. Oh, in F1? If, it, in F1. Because, I mean, I mean there, there's, there isn't another black driver. I mean, you, you know, Paul, more about F1, I feel like, than I do. Has there, has there been another black driver besides Lewis Hamilton? Oh, I mean, of that note? who's No, not of that note. No. no, he's the only black driver in the history oh, there of you F1. Go. So there you go, and he's got the same hairline as uh, Tiger Woods. I, what I thought you were going to say is, I thought you were going to say that the guy wins NASCAR and an Asian guy gets out. I mean, he looks like he and could. People be, are like, "How did that guy?" Win? He looks like he'd be Tiger Woods' kid. Are we breaking news here on the podcast? I think so. <laughs> Lewis, Lewis Hamilton, Hamilton is, is Tiger, Tiger Woods', Woods kid. child. Um. What else we got? AI is going to cure cancer. Oh, yeah. That's wild. Well, they, they think it started with liver cancer. Yeah, but it took 30 days for it to find this cure. We're going to live forever. Yeah, and it can, pred and it can predict when the you're going to die. Yeah, based on who the hell knows. All of, its, all of its 30 days of lifetime experience. 
That's the craziest thing about AI. It just compiles like everything, all the data in the world. Well, so I was talking to a, a friend of mine who is a doctor and he said that every six months or so, mm -hmm. all of the information that has ever existed about medicine doubles. Whoa. So it's so hard now. I mean, he's like, they're constantly having to learn and update and, you know, just he's, I mean, not that you didn't before, but you've got to think of technology. I mean, we talked about this before, the amount of surgeries that are being done with robots. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. Robots will be doctors soon. Yeah, well, they're, that's why they're, they're going to be they're going to be doctors, they're going to be lawyers, they're going to be podcasters. We are. We are AI. Not many people know that. We're avatars. We're going to be, what else? I mean, it's, it's nuts to think about how many jobs exist today that won't exist in 20 years. Yeah, you're going to have to learn to work with AI is basically what it is. Like, you're all, I feel like you're going to have to learn to manage AI before it manages you. Yeah. Is what it is. Like there's already so many people that are doing like crazy, like they, they, they wrote like children's books with AI now. Yeah. I've been looking into this. Like they do AI completely for the whole thing. They'll go on uh, chat GPT to create a concept and then go on mid journey to create the artwork for it. Chat GPT just it's wrote done. the last scene in South Park this week. Oh yeah, that's right. That's crazy. It's like first time that and it's Matt and Trey and chat GPT. Bro, AI is the only time ever. AI is 30 days old and it got into SAG before me. No, it's not SAG. It would be the Writers Guild and the truth is they don't do that. They don't do oh, SAG. Okay. My, my, my voiceover agent was like, you'll never do South Park. I'm like, why? And she's like, if you, it's what, well. It's non-union? It's non-union. What? How? I don't know. Wow. Our, our listeners are, enth are enthralled by this. Yeah. All right. Super gonorrhea. Super gonorrhea. We got him back. <laughs> um, yo, so super gonorrhea is, is out and about, bro. It is, I feel like, our STDs are just watching The Last of Us. <laughs> and they're like, yo, we're coming for the human race. They, they, they are, they, this, one is, uh, this one is hard to beat. I don't like that we add super on things, though. Like, yeah. It's just like now. I'm surprised we didn't call it extreme gonorrhea. Ex yeah, with an X. By Mountain Dew. By Mountain Dew, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's the new it's, flavor of Mountain Dew. It's called gonorrhea. It burns going down. Yeah, it's code red and itchy. <laughs> um, ugh, what are the bumps in here? Ugh, Gross. <laughs> I didn't order boba. Um, sucked on this thick load of extreme Mountain Dew gonorrhea. <laughs> that's a new sponsor of the X Games. Um, How, yeah, I mean, super gonorrhea. That's, um, what's its kryptonite? Clark Abs Cunt. No, no. <laughs> I said, how was that regular? How was that not regular gonorrhea? Clark Cunt. <laughs> um, what is it? Uh, what just is abstinence. It's the only thing yeah, that can abstinence. fight it. Yeah, that's it. Um, uh, the symptoms. Social distancing. Yeah. Does it, I mean, does it stop anybody? No. I mean, no. It's it's spreading like wildfire. It's spreading like gonorrhea. Yeah. Luckily, I'm not single, but I know people to, like singles. I know like don't like wearing condoms. Like I feel like Gen Z like hates condoms. Is that true? That's what I've heard. Yeah, from Gen Z. From he's, I talked to Gen Z. Going to school, school to school. Hey, hey guys, grade. what's up? Like... I'm Ryan. Just want to talk to you about uh, bagging your peckers. <laughs> can you please Doing leave? Of... <laughs> can you please leave campus? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say campus. I was putting you at a junior high. So was I. <laughs> that was the thing. Junior high campus. Oh, see, yeah, I don't even know the terms because I haven't been there. We're alive. My defense. <laughs> I haven't been to a campus. I don't even know colleges. I don't even know. I don't even, I don't even know schools. <laughs> um, God, super guy. Um, we uh, animal news, which we do. Uh, there's more cocaine coming and going. Uh, an African wildcat captured in Ohio tests positive for cocaine. And after being sent to the Ohio Zoo, uh, it's, I'm sorry, it's going, to be, it's going to be sent to the Ohio Zoo. Sorry, I misread that. 
No, well, Miami Zoo. Oh, oh no. no. No, no, no. I said it should be going to the Miami Zoo. Oh, that was you that said that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think we need to put oh, all yeah. the cocaine animals in the Miami Zoo. Have like a Scarface wing. That'd be great. Dude, I'm... We got, the, just, we got the hippos from Pablo Escobar. Dude. The crocodile that was found. Or that was meth. But I think that should still go to Miami. They there love needs it. to be a, a drug rehab center in Miami. That's hilarious. Just rehabbing these. There's like a, there's a, there's a needle. Uh, what is it? Uh, I don't know, but this is a great sitcom. I don't know if it's going to be a real zoo, but it's a great sitcom. Yeah. Noah's Ark. <laughs> Noah's Ark. That's the name of the rehab center. Yeah. It's just two of everyone and one of them's. Because one's going to die. We need extras. Yeah. We, but we have to make sure. That, no, it sounds like a reality show of like the last animals left on earth. And how can we get them to populate? Yeah. And, and they're high on drugs. I mean, <laughs> a crocodile. It's, it's, just, it's just a lion fucking apologizing for his dick not working. It's not my fault. It's the cocaine. They're in a circle. <laughs> um, yeah, that lion just got coke dick. So much for being king of the jungle. Just a jerking off of coked out lions. Come on. Yeah. What? Just play with it a little bit more. Rawr. Why are we pitching the show? I don't know. We have two what? meetings, though. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, are you interested? Yeah, I was just saying, T-Mobile, it's just you. Hi there. That lion's got coke dick. And then Arms of the Angel starts playing. In the arms of the Maybe he should try Aviation Gin. No, that's the worst. Well, then, Liquor for it. Yeah, I know. But it's, um, but it's his product, too. Hi there. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Blue Chew. That's for blue chew. Yeah, um, uh, um, veterinarian, veterinarian yeah. strength blue chew. Yeah, I'm at it right now, which is why I'm hard as an armadillo. <laughs> um, uh, an armadillo. Um, there you go. Uh, there it was. I mean, this is just crazy that, like, the amount of. Here's the thing. I'm I am positive uh, that there are with super gonorrhea. More, Sorry. Yeah, I, I just tested. Hold on. That's what that alert was. Yeah. Paul, don't check that on air. Um, that. Um, that, that there's so many animals that are found with all the drugs that we're going back and forth. There's just, there are drugged up animals. Think about this. You know how like, um, like drug mules were, but they, they used to be, or they, they used to be mules. Oh yeah. So you got to think like, there's got to be a lot of animals that have gotten into the drugs that are getting passed back and forth. By the way, how are they not making extra strength cocaine balloons? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> it's like a I, double bag it. I've got a balloon in me right now. Oh, it just popped, and I feel amazing. <laughs> you think that this cat was was being used as a mule, or do you think it ate cocaine? I, I mean, I don't know. Because you're not going to get enough in inside of a cat. Like, What does coke smell like? Never done it. I've never done cocaine, police. I've never done cocaine either. Turn the cameras off. Uh, <laughs> no, I, truly, I, I've never, I, I done, never it. done it. I've never done it, so I couldn't tell you what the smell is. I, I Yeah, me neither. No, no, I, 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 I feel like we're like you've you've got a face though where like you look like you have cocaine on you oh, at all times in me at all times yeah on me at all times yeah. well, I had a guy tell me one time when we were in college there everyone's doing blow and he was just like he was like yeah you don't need it <laughs> like I was like wow I just got swiped left on blow what do they <laughs> what do they call it when like uh, straight guys tease gay guys like they they make them think they're gay or something like that. That's how you are for like Coke dealers. They're like, oh, this is going to be an easy score for me. Uh, th let me tell you, people, this is how I knew I definitely looked like. I mean, I agree with you, but I think a little bit differently. Uh, like, I don't think it's that they think they're going to sell to me. I was in a club one night and um, these incredibly gorgeous girls were coming up to me and they were just like sort of hanging out. We didn't have, like, even have a table. This was um, 
It was at, it was for, uh, it was actually Ramsey's birthday, I think, when we were at Hyde. And these two girls came up to me and they were dancing and I was just like, this is a sting. Like, one of us is an undercover cop. You know, it's like, or we both are and this is about to get really awkward. And we're both like, do you have drugs? And we're like, we got them. We got them. And we realize we're on the same team. Yeah, it was DEA um, and yeah, at the same Yeah, DEA punked. And, uh, and they were, and then after, uh, you know, they, they weren't asking for drinks at the table or anything. And then one of the girls just like sort of leaned in and then she was just like, Hey, where can, you know, we, can we buy some Coke off you? And I was just like, that is what I look like. Just this sweaty little gremlin, just this sweaty little coked up hedgehog. Just like, so, you know, I, like when you go to Vegas, every time I go to Vegas, I'm sure this happens to most people, uh, random dudes will just cross you on the street and they'll be like. You want to party? You trying to party tonight? You trying to party? Just asking you if you want coke. I've got like the most approachable. This guy does coke face, I think, too. But you also like, look like an undercover cop, and we talk about this all the time. It does, some yeah, for some reason though, maybe in Vegas I don't throw off that vibe. Yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely out here I look like an undercover. You look cop. like an undercover cop. Yeah, for sure. I am actually. You're under arrest. Oh, I didn't know. I said I didn't do cocaine. I don't believe you. You talked about those kids' playgrounds a little. We'll too be right much. back. <laughs> um, but I I I got to imagine. That there's a lot of animals, all of a sudden, that are doing a ton of drugs, uh, un, oh. you know, that I, that there's, there's got to be like, what if ants got in cocaine? They, they kind of move like they're already on cocaine all the time. Yeah, they're just picking up, like, just trying to get it back. Could but then they do it too fast. Yeah. They can't get it back. It's like, wait, where was all that coke you were carrying? I was like, I thought you had it. It's like, uh, ants are like humans on PCP. Like with PCP, you don't feel anything. You get like you're like way stronger. Could you imagine if you get an ant PCP? Have you seen those like those red army ants that just take over? Oh yeah, those things are terrifying. Could you imagine those things on coke? Oof. No, I couldn't. This fall, cocaine ants. Um, That'd be a good show. Yeah, that but that just sounds like some a bad Facebook group for like, women who are complaining. Cocaine, cocaine ants. ants. <laughs> yeah, just like this. Chili's was bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. We um so this weekend we're going to Vegas for a friend of ours birthday and um you and I realized uh that we have you you lived in Vegas for a long time from see me but lived in Vegas not a long time I lived there for like a year and a half which in real years yeah that's yeah it's like five or ten it's like yeah, when you yeah. go to space and come back dude it is I I like Vegas but as like a friend but I can't be there for more than forty eight hours it drives me fucking nuts what? you love vegas i do love vegas it's got great food it's it does got, have, but we live in a city with great food it's yeah. not like i know but everything's confined to like literally two miles out there you can there's like three michelin star restaurants within like two miles of each other in but it looks like something you know how we like build a terrarium or something or like a, you you put a a jar and put a stick in there and then you throw an ant or like a bug in there and you're like look you're home it feels like that that an alien created that for humans that's what las vegas strip is yes everything you want in one spot yeah but it's not but that's not real that the ant isn't looking at this twig and he's like thank god i thought i was trapped in a, in a jar for a second but now i feel like everything's okay it feels like there's just too much going on at all times it just feels like it, everything is so erratic. The lights, when you go everywhere, I just feel like the streets are crawling with people that should not be anywhere else. That is true. Like people that are wearing so much urine cologne, and there's <laughs> sure. just there's the dude. They they reek. Wait, what is urine cologne? No, they just piss themselves. You're talking about just yeah. I'm just talking about pissing yourself. Okay, um, but it's it's insane to me because 
there, there's, and it never feels like anybody is doing anything about those people on the strip. As long as they don't enter the casinos, they're like vampires. They have to be invited in. I mean, you're, you're talking about homelessness. We live in LA where it's like the worst. It, it is bad. And I, we do have to fix homelessness. I'm not going to come out against homelessness right Senator now. You're not going to catch me in that, Ryan. Oh, um, I'm going to go on this one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no. But, but at least I feel like there's homeless encampments. Whereas it feels like the homeless population is Las Vegas. Not, not true. You don't think that they're just everywhere? We're going to play a game. I'll tell you what. They have, you know what they have out there that's really cool? They're homeless live underground. It's like Demolition Man in Las Vegas. You like that they're mole people? Yes, because they don't bother you as much. If they're they? Like what? Dude, what about the methed out guy who you kicked? Yeah, but he wasn't homeless. I paid, him, I paid a guy $20 to kick him in the dick. And it was his mom that was the one that made the transaction happen. So I'm telling, so you think that that guy wasn't homeless? You think that they were doing dick kicks for twenty bucks? Yes. And just going back to, bro, that guy was making dude. probably five hundred bucks a day. In Vegas, that's like five hundred bucks a day is bro, like a fucking. That guy's got one good day in him. He's coming back the next day, and they're like, "You guys ready to get up and get your dick kicked again?" He's we, like, "Dude, we're doing about, this." I think he tucks his balls like into his fucking. Cat, like, like a popple because I hit him that old hard. 80s toy where you and I have trained to throw kicks so I felt nothing on my shin like I didn't feel balls or anything I just felt bone on bone somebody kicked his dick off somebody kicked his dick square off brother I mean I don't I just think I think it's I like Vegas but it always feels like like there's nothing like it always feels like uh People have an idea of Vegas from maybe it's the hangover. Maybe it's, you know, um, Elvis, like the mythology of Elvis, that it's going to be the craziest uh, 80s rom-com you've ever seen. And then it like it's like 10 percent of that. I mean, I've been in Vegas probably 50 times. I've had I've had like three unbelievable experiences. And then the other 47, I was like, yeah, this was cool. Here's my here's one of my biggest pet peeves with Vegas is Anytime a group of people are going there, they have to post a fucking letter to Las Vegas. Like, dear Vegas, I hope you're ready. We're coming. It's dude. like fucking Vegas has never seen three middle-aged women fucking go on a trip. Like, yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, or that they, that there's every, the, the bad behavior that people have is now suddenly, it's like when we talk about, when we do a, a comedy show and there's a lot of bachelorette, I've done a, enough stand-up shows where there's a lot of bachelorette parties. And I'm not saying this is... Uh, gender exclusive but it's like you get groups of guys who are doing that too and they're just all their bad behavior it's like fuck it we're in vegas it's like totally good to do this yeah. it's like we're fine and they're just it's just you know i mean listen there are cool aspects about las vegas i, I love going there i love partying but it just feels like i'm always surrounded by something that could turn into mad max fury road chaos at any given moment yeah, you gotta learn to control yourself in vegas that's definitely what you learn if you stay there for over two days you're like well i probably can't drink like this every day or so you, you go down. broke well yeah if you're if you're a degenerate gamble right? yeah i think most people that go are oh really well maybe not most people maybe yeah. just me i mean the day i was there i told you some guy had won 32 million dollars the weekend before which is fucking insane what casino uh, resort world. And do, how did they, do you know what the game they were playing? Blackjack. Wow. And I was like, do you just like, why are that money? He's like, well, they could have it in cash if they want. I was like, you guys have 32 million in cash here. And then like literally was like planning oceans 14 in my head. <sighs> Jeez. Like, just one guy. Yeah, I was like, don't brag that you have $32 million in here, by the He's way. He's like, want to see it? 
Can I please? He just had a backpack. Well, I am like, Jewish. I love looking at money. Can I please? Yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're, I, yeah, I don't know. Vegas, like I said, it, it, for, for me, it's a, it, um, we're going for, for 48 hours, which is awesome. I think that's enough. One time, here's the thing. One time I was stuck there because a friend of mine was in a show. And we went and they were, they were dark, I think Monday, Tuesday or something, like they didn't perform. And so we couldn't get tickets and we wound up having to stay there for seven days. And it, honest to God, felt like I was the lead of an indie film that I was going to wind up dead at the end of it. <laughs> it, just, it. It just was like, you know, I was going full Paul Giamatti, just like, things are not going well for Jonathan Kite. It was just, I couldn't get on a schedule. We were drinking every night. And we would sit at these, like, you know, old times. This is when I was, like, like you know, in my early 20s. Like we were $2 sitting. $2 hands. What's up? Like the two, like from swingers. Yeah. So then we could just free drinks. We were doing the grossest alcohol. We weren't eating good. It was, it was in August. So it was hot as a motherfucker out there. And it was and just so we, I mean, we stayed to support my friend. We were staying, I was staying on a couch. And I was thinking that we, for a couple of days, we stayed at a casino that wasn't there anymore. I mean, that, yeah. that existed, you know. It was like the Brigadoon. I'm like, maybe it is. I don't know. But. It just was, it was rough and it left a bad taste in my wallet. Yeah. I love Vegas. <laughs> that's how I end. That's, that's Vegas, my we'll see you this weekend. It's like, I hate Vegas. We'll be there in two days. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, We're going to see Daniel Tosh. That'll be fun. We are going to go see Daniel Tosh. That should be amazing. Yeah. Uh, we did, uh, I did show, St. Patty's Day was this weekend. Uh, super fun. Got to go see Joey McIntyre. Shout out, New Kids in the Block. I mean, I said this on the, on the pod before I get tagged in a lot of new kids in the block stuff because one of the members is Jonathan Knight. And for, for, oh, there was a wow. while there where I was just getting tagged in a lot of new kids posts. I don't know if he didn't have um, social media or if people were just not paying attention when they were tagging, but I love the new kids in the block and I have original tour merch from when I was a kid. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I wear, I almost wore it today. And, uh, Why does it still fit you? <laughs> So one of them, my brother used to wear is like in a nightgown Damn. when we were little kids. Got and it. now it's like, it's like a, it's a full size shirt on me. And I got to meet um, Joey at Adam Ray. Shout out Adam Ray. His, hit a, uh, his wedding was this uh, past year. And um, we had talked about on Adam's podcast. Um, we had talked about Joey McIntyre a ton. And he's like, you know, he's coming to the wedding. And so I wore the shirt to the wedding to hang out with Joey. And it was the one that had all the handprints on the back where they signed it. Funny. Dude, it's great. They're like, this is a black tie, though. Why are you wearing new kids on the block shirt? It was under my it was under my uh, my tuxedo shirt. Hilarious. You're it was like, my Superman. The worst version of Superman. Yeah, yeah. Your super fan. I was like, oh, 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 oh. It was the right stuff, man. Um, I love... So anyway, I went to go see... It was awesome because uh, the Bourbon Room just went by. I had a show, but went by to stop by there. It was cool because Burr was there, and he literally just stopped by to intro Joey on the mic. That's funny. And then uh, I went to a show... That was at the Lyric Hyperion, which was a really cool show. It was two of us were drunk. There were two people that were stoned, and there were two people that were sober. And we each did 10 minutes, and then the, the audience voted at the end. And myself and this girl, Kelly, who was also team drunk, we wound up winning my audience vote. But it was, it was crazy because you really – I mean, the audience, I guess, could have been stoned, but it's like everybody in there was either really drunk, I felt like, or really sober – and so 
it felt like you really, I think we had a benefit, it being on St. Patty's Day, the fact that we were as drunk as we were, because right away they were like, you got to get there early. We don't want people just like sipping. They handed me a full thing of vodka, finished two of these before I went on stage. Jesus Christ. They were like, we want you to be drunk. And they said that beforehand. I knew what I was getting into. It wasn't like I was tricked into giving back my AA chip. Um, and um, and it was awesome. And it, it was like, you know, it was such a, because I don't know if you've done that room before, but it's it's a pretty it. tight room. It looks like someone's study in a Victorian house. It's like there's, it, like, where everybody is sort of seated. It's very intimate, and it was a fucking awesome time. Dude, that's wild that they give you that much booze before you go on Dude, stage. Dude, it was, well, the, the, the stoners were just going through blunts like they were doing a, a Snoop Dogg album. Yeah. I mean. Well, I know you said Wolfie was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was great. And, um, yeah, she was just smoking like a champ. Yeah, those weed shows are crazy, how much people smoke before they go on stage. So, yeah, the St. Paddy's Day show was awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was really fun. Did but, you get super fucked up? Like, were you hung over on Saturday? I wasn't hung over because it was vodka. What I realized in my old age, if I drink vodka, I mean, I look tired as fuck. En enough. You look hungover. Bro, I'm hungover right now. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had drinks in a month. I always, no, I have resting hungover face. And, uh, and it's, so it, I didn't, I felt fine, especially because I, it was, I feel like I had enough to eat and it was early enough on in the night, yeah. but I, man, but, and, and then I just drank the whole show too. Oof. So that was, I mean, I probably had about a half bottle of vodka that night. Easy, easy. Yeah. It was pretty nuts. Is that the new you now? You just get hammered before your sets? Well, so that's what I said. That was the scariest thing. So somebody had asked me, did it affect the set? I don't think it did. I had a lot of friends there. Yeah, I, I asked you. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it is screwing with my memory. <laughs> yeah. Um, you definitely uh, have no, a degenerative brain. But it didn't, it did not, like, I thought the set went pretty well. Yeah. And it was fun. And I had a, you know, I'm not saying everything hit. I mean, there were some jokes that I think that I'm still trying to massage right now. Um, but it, the show was fun. But nice. I, because I don't drink. I don't, so for those of you, our listeners, like there's, there are comics that smoke or drink before they go on there. It helps them loosen up a little bit. Um, you know, you have a cocktail every now and then. Yeah. Um, I, that's just not me. I, for I, like, I tried it. I, I've done it before, but I like to be as sober as I possibly can be. Um, and uh, just because I feel like maybe it's something that I'll then start to rely on or whatever. And so I just want to be as, as clean. And as soon as I get off stage, I'm as drunk as a skunk. Well, I love crutches. So uh, I'll use anything that makes me feel better before I get yeah, on yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I remember my set was great. And we yeah. show you the tape back. It's like, just you going like, like you didn't even get on. <sighs> you fell asleep. Bro, you were not good. Not great. Okay. I mean, I did. When we went to uh, uh, Batavia, I got pretty drunk before the, the late show on Saturday and like didn't even see the light. So that's, I guess, what. But they're also, their light was bad there. Hard to see the light when you're blacked out. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, I um, we got we got time for one question today. Thanks for sending in all the questions. We're gonna get to them all. Um, uh, hardest impression to learn. I think there's there are some impressions for me that if I start to learn them badly, like Brad Pitt. Like I tried to learn Brad Pitt years ago, and my brain and my muscle memory sort of has like it's already incorrectly doing it mm. so it's it's hard for me to do a brad pitt impression now 
and I didn't even realize it until I until I listened back to myself, you know, on recordings and been like, oh, that's you're or you're doing that because your muscle and memory and your ear thinks it's right because you learned it wrong so long ago. Here's something I was wondering because I whenever I try to do an impression, which I'm very bad at, I I feel like there's something if if you move your mouth in the kind of position that the person you're trying to do it. Yeah. Like if you try to hold it in a similar way, you get closer to, is that something that you do? It is because with Trump, but, but Brad Pitt sort of has like that. Yeah. He sort of has like his, his, his lips are a little pursed. Yeah. He does. It's, it's all, it's that. And it's breathing for me because sort of like, I think if you can get people's cadence down, but that's how even the most basic Trump impression is, there's so many great, great people here. Excuse me, you know, you sort of do like the duck face selfie and you're, you're halfway there. I'm not even saying that's a good Trump, but it's like you understand that somebody's on their way to doing that. Right. And the thing with Brad is he, you know, sometimes he, he sort of talks out the side of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, and it's sort of learning it. But but other times he'll, he'll it's sort of forward like uh, uh, like what we said last week from uh, from um, Troy. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, Nazis. Yeah, so he he does do similar things, um, but it's but sometimes like it, it just it, I'm not able to do that for also I have limitations on my voice, right? Like I have a voice that's in the basement. There's a lot of great impressionists that are out there that have more of a mid range voice, and mine is pretty fucking low. Yeah, I just don't think he's got that unique of a voice. Is the problem too? Yeah, I mean, I you know I think we've heard him enough. I think if you were to do like you you could sort of do an exaggerated version of him. It's being like, yeah, you know, come on, man. There's like something there, you know, where he sort of like punches his words. Right. Like I'd be, you know, I was gonna say, I try to think of it like if he was in a, if he was in an animated movie, would I recognize his voice? Sinbad of the Seven Seas. Would I recognize his voice? No. That's what like, I I think it's like, I feel like it'd be hard to do an impression of something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I, I, you know, I think some of the hard, the hardest ones for me to learn are also ones that are out of my range. Like when I was younger, I used to be able to do Gilbert Godfrey really well. Mm. And now I just can't, you know, my voice just from all the St. Patty's Day drinking I do, it's just dropping lower and lower and lower. So that that's a little that's harder for me. Um, but thank you for sending that in. Um, blast from the past. This week, uh, Jack Dorsey sent the first tweet in 2006. You've been on Twitter lately? Um, not really. It is a fucking garbage fire. Is it, bro? People, I mean. Everyone, God bless everyone in their in their opinions. Like, but it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, the first tweet. It's just bedlam. Did his first tweet get bought? Like the NFT of it? Yes. I love how much the price dropped on it. It went for like it was supposed to be. It was supposed to sell for like forty eight million. That's what people thought it was gonna bring in. It brought in two point nine. Or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it ended with a bid of $280. They thought it was going to be like millions of dollars. Wow. Who the fuck wants an NFT of your first You want to make money. Ryan Brown should have bought it. <laughs> Flip these NFTs. That's his show. The NFT the NFT flipper. No, yeah. NFT mobile. <laughs> and then he goes yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Hi there, NFT flipper Ryan Reynolds. Um, yeah, I'm, funny. I, I gotta, it's funny. I, I don't think of Twitter as... It, were you ever big on it i mean did you ever not I've never you been, i've never been like huge active as far on as it? like posting or anything like that on twitter yeah it's you know i mean i god bless that it exists I, it's just sort of not my thing it's, i feel like whenever i go on there it is just like it looks like the matrix which is a bunch yeah. of ones and zeros well i think i made the joke when it first came out i was like oh sweet somebody made facebook without pictures 
Like it's literally what it is. Like I, I never understood why that became. But it's also like opinion. It's like somebody has an opinion and then you just look at underneath and it's just like opinion. It's like, fuck your opinion. Yeah. And seriously, fuck Twitter because that's the reason everyone thinks their opinion matters now. Oh, dude, and we're talking. That's that's, that's like, literally going to be the idea of the day. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, U.S. Oh. President Carter boycotting Summer Olympics uh, in Moscow uh, to protest Soviet invasion of Afghanistan happened this week, and oh. that's where we. So not much has changed. Osama bin Laden. <laughs> that was the birth of bin Laden. The birth of bin Laden. Um, and also, Titanic came out in 1998. Fantastic movie. Man, my high school girlfriend saw it like 10 times in the theaters. As you know, I just saw it for the first time in theaters in 3D. Your wife? My wife brought whoa. me. Whoa. 3D. What? Well, all right. Yeah. That people are that, that iceberg looks so real. <laughs> I was doing this. Yeah. Save them. It's melting. Yeah. You try to push Rose over. <laughs> yeah. Get some fucking room. That, yeah. Did you see they did a thing to like, like Jack, James Cameron? So funny. To prove that there was no room for him. I love that America is so stupid. We hate fake things. Like well, if that makes sense. They're just like that, 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 that people have that big of an opinion on something. That's not like, real. That's no, what, I know that. Yeah. yeah that it's like, go call your father. Go call your mother. By the way, that bitch just makes terrible decisions. She doesn't let him on that piece of wood. And then the she way, throws out a $300 million diamond. Not when her, only that. When her grandkids struggling. Why can't they take turns? Her grandkid's struggling. She literally is like living in a little dump. She has a $300 million diamond around her neck. Hawk this thing. Throw it into the sea. I don't sea. remember that part of the movie. I haven't At the end of the movie, time. she throws the... No, no, I know, but her, the, her, her family was not doing well? Not really. She has like a little nothing house like that she's living in. and It's not a $300 million estate. I'll tell um, you that. Uh, you heard it here. Rose is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um... But but why couldn't they take turns on that thing? Rose is a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Forever. Always has been, always will be. No, I don't get it. Yeah, it I, they tried he tried getting on once and it started tipping. They're like, "Well, that's it. We better not try that again." Yeah. Like, oh my god. They Fuck's, couldn't find anything else. I'll just die There's got to be a dead body. That, There's that, hundreds that, of them. Just get on this make a raft out of dead bodies. Yeah. Take the heat from them. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Dead bodies. Jack raft. would still be with us if Rose wasn't such, Such a, a bitch. bitch. <laughs> uh, Hashtag roses. Yeah, bitch. Rose Use a Twitter. Bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that that's. I always thought that movie though. It was what an what a cool movie that um, there's so much that goes on in the film that you're that you're sort of that's iconic. Like uh, a, the so the guy who wrote the song in the Christmas movie that we're doing, he uh, helped produce and write "My Heart Will Go On." Jesus. Walter. Yeah. Really? Yes. That little song? Yeah. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing how, how much of that, how iconic that movie still is. Is your Christmas movie a sequel to Titanic? Is that what yes. you're telling us? Okay. Yeah. It's Jack actually lived, spoiler alert. Oh God. And um, he floats away and he's just living in a house made of dead bodies. <laughs> he is Mr. Frost. He's, yeah. Who's the, yeah. Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Yeah. That, Jack, that Jack Frost. Frost. There you That's go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Titanic is an action movie if you just watch the last hour. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, it's a it's an amazing movie. It's Escape from LA when the, on a boat. When the um so Titanic. So when there when all the water is rushing in and you're seeing yeah. those the but so I went to see where the Titanic was built in Belfast, Ireland. And you got to see the size of those third class passengers 
they're they're so fucking small. I mean, obviously people were smaller, but holy hell were they small. Oh, did you hear Ryan Air? Sorry, this is off topic for that, but did you hear what Ryan Air was talking about doing at one point? Putting standing seats in their plane. I, dude, I had done a part of the Southwest joke that was going to be that. Yeah. Where right. I go, you're, you pretty much are like just a bus. Why don't you just have people yeah. stand up so nobody gets a seat? That's what Ryanair was going to do. Hilarious. I didn't yeah. hear about that. Ryanair is a discount um, airline that exists primarily in Europe. Yeah, they're from Ireland though. Yes. So they're based out and, um, and they fly intercontinentally in Europe. They're not outside. And they also want to charge for the restrooms. Yeah, so it's a bus. Yeah, he literally is like, or, yeah. but he's like, if I do this, I can add in this many more seats. The standing seats would only be a dollar. One dollar. People were like, we'd do it. It's crazy, though. Hi there. I'm Ryan Reynolds <laughs> for Ryanair. Come stand with me in the friendliest skies. We've just been bought by T-Mobile. <laughs> um, so my Oive of the day, do you have any before? I'm kind of on board with this one. So... Um, Social media is a great thing, like and subscribe, but it has made people bold, mm-hmm. a little too bold. And it's made people think that their opinions actually matter. And the truth is that people get so bold that they comment on, on anything and everything on stuff that they would never say to someone's face. And the idea that social media has made cowards of people that they could do behind the internet wall is ridiculous. We are doomed as a species. The fact that they can do it under um, pseudonyms or, or fake names or, or dummy accounts and things like that just to have their opinions heard. And the problem is that we sort of, I mean, listen, we our opinion, we're trying to get heard because we have a podcast, right? But the amount of negativity and trolls that are in the world that are going out to just try to disrupt other people's days, I think that we should have a reality show where if you've made these comments, you should be able to meet these pers- these people in real life yeah. and, and get a chance to fight them. It happened with Deontay Wilder. What happened? He had a troll. First off, Deontay Wilder, heavyweight champion of the world at one point, gigantic guy, hardest hitter in boxing, uh, was getting trolled by some guy, called him the N-word online. And this guy's known for being like a troll. And like what it, this guy does is he goes to gyms, asks people if they want to spar, and then he just goes super hard, like on anybody. So he talked shit to Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder took him to the gym, beat the shit out of him. The guy ran out of the ring. Deontay Wilder followed, followed him, kept beating the shit out of him. Like people had to pull him off of him. And it's like, good. Yeah. Like the, this is the real world consequence. That's the thing. The yeah. fact that there isn't, that we have all these real world consequences for where they can get a canceled campaign. Now, obviously there are definitely people that deserve to be canceled or, um, or at least to be shut down in some capacity but that there's all these like these microaggressions of people that are just living online, not realizing the ripple effect and sort of not being held responsible for anything that they're saying. And I just think that, that, that it's such a crazy reality that we live in where people that, that not trying to police people's thoughts, but the idea that you could just have these thoughts, put them out into the world and then never be responsible for them or have to uh, sort of... Uh, um, that you would never have to, they can exist in the moment and whatever you're feeling, and then you that you can sort of let them go and be what they are. And I just think that's a crazy world that we live in. Yeah, and that's the thing too. When you do something like that, you 
you timestamp your opinion of what you were like at that time. Yeah. And it's like, you may not have thought that for more than a minute, but now that's like, well, Chris Hardwick has a great joke about that. That oh, people really? think about that in the moment. They just say it and then they're done with it. But yeah. it's like, but the thing about, but real life, like if you, we think these types of things all the time, but because of consequences that could happen, i.e. Dante Wilder, it's like you, you keep them to yourselves. And not that violence is the answer to that type of thing, but yeah. it's like the fact that, that there's, there's no consequences when that type of stuff exists out there, it's just a little insane. That'd be a good show, Back Your Tweet Up, where it's like, you're like, ah, this guy's a bitch. I'll, I'll fuck him up. It's like, back your tweet up. Let's see how, let's see how tough you really are. Or the Hi. fact that people are like talking to successful business people and they're like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. It's like, I'm a billionaire. You're yeah, well, everybody's trying to weigh in on it. And that's the thing is because yeah. people want to matter that way. Yeah. So that they, that that's how they matter is weighing in on something. I having like, almost none of the information, but having all of the opinions. Yeah. I'd say like no successful people are tweeting at Oh other yeah. No, no, of course you're like, yeah, that's a thing. It's like, it doesn't, you know, it's big loser mentality, bro. Yeah, it is. And you know, and God bless them. I mean, like if, if that's what you fill your day with, but think about that. Uh, you have to imagine if they're doing it for one person, they're like, how much energy are they wasting? I was gonna, all these different people. I was going to say that being said, there is some funny stuff that comes out of it. You've been called a lot of names. Oh dude, I don't, <laughs> I'm saying not even that I read the comments. It's so funny. I've had so many, a lot of funny things said about me. Um, that we were laughing our asses off on these, and um, and we were gonna read them because I like I think they're hilarious. So I mean, like, listen, I know I look tired. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I like I am like, but people, it's so funny. People thought they think that I don't know what I look like. I had one guy do one of my jokes to me on here. I don't know if he deleted it or not, but he said a joke that I already say about myself, and then he repeated it in the comment section. Of the video. And I was like, yeah, man, good luck. McLovin's looking old. Oh, yeah, dude. Everybody, <laughs> everyone thinks I look like Lil Dicky or McLovin. We talked about this last <laughs> yeah. podcast. Which is, I mean, I, I don't take that as like a, that's the only thing is like people are, like they think that that hurts people's feelings. Or like it yeah. worked before or whatever. But it's so funny. Like, um, uh, yeah. And then some people are just like, fuck you. Or like, and you're just like, the, the people have these opinions. It's like, and I, I guess I never, I never even looked before because I've had a, a, like social media accounts forever, but I never read the comments. I almost never respond to the comments, but because on the, on the, the Chris Rock video that we posted got so many comments yeah. about people being like, you, you think Chris Rock stole your shit? And I was like, dude, don't you think I fucking know how comedy works? Like, the, people are so stupid, they don't realize that I'm doing it for them to comment to put it up more in the algorithm. This comment is making me laugh, actually. What is it? Holy shit, dude's between 24 and 73. <laughs> <laughs> dude, see, I, I think that's hysterical. There's another one who was like, you're old ass trying to get clout. Um, you need to get those eye bags fixed. I was like, dude, I, I can't. I look like a, I always say I look like a basset hound who's never been told he's a good boy. There you go. Does this man do cocaine? <laughs> Does this man do this one? One guy said this guy got to take a shower. And I was like, you know what? I think I did look greasy in that episode. People were so mad about us uh, talking about Austin Butler. Oh, dude. I know, man. So just, there's some girl online. She's like, I'm going to back Austin up. Maybe he'll fuck me someday. 
That's Dude. the mindset of people online too. A hundred percent. Austin Butler is going to yeah. see this. Yeah. And be like, thanks for sticking up for me. Or Chris Rock is going to see this yeah. and be like, thanks fans. Yeah. They, they, they think their, their comments have much bigger weight than they do. It's so funny. Yeah. We're doomed as a species. They're shooting their shot at Austin Butler and I can't blame them. That being said, please like, and comment. <laughs> I'm John McKay. This has been Kite Club. <laughs>